everybody if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain it's free there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on spotify apple podcast and many more you can make money on your podcast with no minimum listenership it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, Extra Duty, formerly known as uh, Military Health. Men's Edition. Men's Edition. Um, but legality issues. Legality, yes. I'm trying <laughs> not to get sued over here, y'all. Uh, so, as you guys know, I'm Josh Maria, and my solid number two sitting next to me is Dallas Hernandez. Good evening, y'all. Um, and today we are here to talk about uh, grief. It's a hard subject. Yes, it is a hard subject. We're here to talk about the five stages of grief, um, which are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Mm-hmm. All right. So when people go through these stages, a lot of people think that it's linear. It's, it's linear. Mm-hmm. So you're going to go through them in a row, which isn't true because you always double back. You'll come back and you'll, be, you'll go through the same thing over and over and over again. Um, you can go through anger, depression, anger, depression. It's a circle. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it it's a circle. Circle of sorrow. <laughs> that Yeah, no, you're right. It really is. And I know a lot of people, we, we talk about it in either therapy or people talk about it. But I feel like us as service members, um, after somebody dies and we go through our um, 10 days of emergency leave, um, we really... It, which it's, is not enough. Which is not enough, but it stops there. Yeah. It, it stops there. Yeah. Um, and when we stop there, you know, soldiers don't really talk about it with the other soldiers mm-hmm. or even with their leadership. They'll talk about it with their leadership, but they'll be upset. Yeah. Um, but I know that we have both. I've recently lost somebody. You've lost somebody. Mm-hmm. So how have you experienced the uh, five stages of grief? Uh, well, you know, my brother, my brother passed away uh, in October of 2019. And I was in Sudsea at the time. So I couldn't drink my problems away like I'm used to, or I was used to. Yeah, Sorry. which is good. <laughs> it's good. It was good, but it wasn't good at the time. Of course. You know, like with the mental state I was in, yeah, I went home uh, to go see my family for two weeks. They gave me 14 days of emergency leave on top of a four-day pass. So I had a total of about 18 days home. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, it was nice, but at the same time, like, Part of me just was ready to get back to work so I could toss myself into something to get my mind off of it. Yeah, no, and, and you know? I get that. And was your leadership supportive when this oh, yeah. happened? Oh, definitely, because we, uh, we were actually getting new leadership. We were in transition at that at that point. And uh, I remember I called my old commander, and I was bawling my eyes out, and I was like, sir, I don't know what to do. Like, help me. You know, like, I don't know if you're still my commander or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I'm your commander coming tomorrow. Yeah. You know, because it happened at night. And uh, so I go in there the next day, and he, was, he already had my form signed. All I had to do was sign him. And that was it. And he said, go. So. I, and, and, that's, and that's great. I think. Oh, it was when, amazing. When leadership definitely takes control, and they, they sit there, and they make sure that you're taken care of, mm-hmm. I think that's the best thing in the world. Well, it's not only that. It's the fact of, like, what it felt like for me is, is they put their rank down and became human. And, and you know what I mean? I feel like that needs to happen a lot more. Yeah. Um, I feel like the human side of, of leadership needs to come out. I feel like the human side of soldiers need to come out as well. True. Because it's a two-way street. It is two-way. And, yeah. and we're, we're, yes, we're soldiers. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, or and this goes for all military members. We're service members in general. And we have to, we have to consistently um, 
we have to consistently be ready for this for, to 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 be ready for the fight. Yeah. But if I'm sitting here and and I and I'm not mentally stable, I'm not good. But my leadership is there to make sure that everything I need is taken care of. It helps. It helps and a lot. I, and yeah, it helps a lot. So with with, like, with me, my when my father died, mm-hmm. so my father was in the hospital in and out for about four or five days, and you know, I, me and my father, we talked we talked every now and then, but it, it bothered me a lot because I knew that he was in the hospital. And then the day I got the call that my father passed away, it was from my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, instantly, everything slowed. Everything stopped. Mm-hmm. I, I, for some reason, everything stopped for me. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't do anything. I stood quiet. I drove up to the company. Spoke you felt, to my, your, you felt your blood go cold. I, I had to go the talk. Same to, thing happened to me. Yeah. Yep. I had to go talk to the commander. And I sat down with the commander. And that's the first time in a couple of years since I've like, I actually cried. Mm-hmm. I broke down. And... I, I did not know how to deal with that because yeah. it was my father. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, losing my father so early in my life, that kind of bothered me. You mm-hmm. know, he didn't get the chance to be with my, my his grandkids. Yeah. But what I saw through that time was that my leadership was always my, my 100% supportive. 100% helped me out, mm-hmm. got me to where I needed to go, gave me my time, even though we had to wait for him to come back from Dominican Republic for about two weeks. So for about two weeks, I'm still, I'm just... Stuck. Lost. I'm yeah. lost. You lost. I'm stuck, and mm-hmm. and it it, it it got to me. Mm-hmm. Um. So I know. So for you, when when you know you got your time and whatnot. So how did you deal with? Did you have denial? Did you even go through the denial state? Uh, I did because of the way he passed. I'm not gonna get into detail about it, but you know, because it hurts. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah, of course. But uh, the the way that they tried to say that he passed is not the way that. I know yeah. that he passed. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I get you. Like, I've known that man for 27 years of my life. Like, like I know stuff about him that not another soul on this planet knew. Mm-hmm. Like, no. You can't lie to me. You know what I mean? No, yeah. And, and, and um, but yeah, it's just one of those things where I know it, I just can't prove it. Okay. So, I mean, I guess maybe that was denial, or maybe it was... That's what I'm looking for. Maybe it was... Uh, Confusion, maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know, in a way, but I think the hardest thing for me is I'm still in that depression state. Yeah. And that happened not even a year, well, about a year and a half ago. You have, know what I mean? So have you you have have you gone through the anger stage? Oh yeah. With it? Oh yeah, most definitely. I mean, I'm still angry to an extent, but I'm just angry at the things that I can't change. You know, I was yeah. angry because he went out by himself. You know, it wasn't suicide or anything. It was, you know, he had a heart attack. But um, it's just, I was just angry because he was too too good of a person to... To just go. To just go by himself, you know? And, and did you ever... So the bargaining phase, a lot of people get confused with it. They think it's begging. But I think it's more of a making a deal. Hey, if, if this isn't real or this person's okay. Mm-hmm. You go through it even before somebody dies. But when somebody's no. already dead, how do you really go through the bargaining phase? You know, hey, Grammy, Grammy, you know, help me. Yeah. You know, and, and I think the depression phase, like you said, it stays with you. No oh, matter. definitely. I, I don't think it ever goes away. I just no. think that it, it, it lightens up. It, it's it not as up. heavy. It's not know? as heavy, but it's still there. It's in the back of your mind. Mm. Um, and then obviously the acceptance phase. Mm. When did you accept it? When I saw him for the last time, which was two days. This is going to sound weird, but it was two days after he passed. It was right before he got cremated. 
and uh, I got to see him for the last time. And I like I touched his face, and he was cold. Yeah. And it just didn't look like him. Like you could just tell, like it was. It wasn't him. It was but like season. that was the point where like reality set in. Like it was there. Like I'm here in this moment. Like this is happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was when I accepted it. I think. I think. So, with, so I think with my denial phase with my mm-hmm. dad, the denial phase was I thought it was a joke. Yeah. Me, we all did. Me, my mom, me, my brother, we thought it was a joke because my father was a he was a, he was that type of guy to make a joke like that. But all right. But it was so it was so unreal mm-hmm. because I'm I'm a 27 year old guy, right? Who you know barely spends much time with his family in general, and then I lost my father. Yeah. Um, and the denial was it was so big because I I genuinely. I tried to make myself believe that it's not true. And then the anger said it because I got so pissed off at him because I was like, you know, we haven't we haven't talked for we haven't talked. Mm-hmm. You know, you you just go and die. I blamed him for everything. And I was yeah. pissed off and I, and I got him. I'm, I'm talking about I shot off the handle. Yeah. Um, and then with the bargaining phase, I was like I said, the bargaining phase, I felt like it was always something to make a deal or to talk I, I, mm. I completely skipped over it I didn't beg I didn't ask for anything and I didn't I, I just skipped over it went straight to depression and I, I had to drive nine hours to, to just get home no I was eight and a half so so it's a, it's a long drive yeah. by yourself but I was with my family luckily yeah. um, and you know I, uh, it was hard it mm. was hard um, because anytime my father used to listen to this song called Pedro Na, Na, Navarra right and I used to love this, you know, he used to sing it every time in the car when we would drive, drive on Sundays and whatnot. And when, when that happened, like, every, if I heard it, I didn't play it until, you know, we were driving to his funeral. And I bawled while driving. Um, but the depression was there the entire time. And the, the moment that I accepted it, mm-hmm. honestly, the moment that I genuinely accepted it was, I was the first, me and my brother were the first people to see him in the coffin. Right. And we go into the funeral home, and I saw my father laying there, and it, it broke me down. It hurt yeah. so bad, but that's not where I accepted it. I knew he was gone at that point. I understood. Because mm, reality, you're Re- there. Reality you're in the moment. In. Yeah, yeah. It, it set in. But what really set me off was me and my brother were standing there looking at our father, and we noticed something that got us both very, very, very upset. My father always wore a pink tie with a dark suit. Right. They had him in a black tie. I was so pissed off about it. And all my brother, all me and my brother could do was make jokes. Right. that's how we coped. Oh, yeah. And my father was a short guy and his, you know, you know, his coffin was smaller. So we, we made fun of that. Yeah. We did all that we could to kind of. To mask the pain. To mask it. But at the mm-hmm. same time, you know, I'm sitting there and I was crying and I didn't, I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to deal with it. And then, you know, um, I, I got the chance to speak at my father's funeral. And I made, and you know, my, my family, of course they knew my father. And I, and, I, and I said, my father always believed in three things that were the most important in the world. Business, business, and more business. Hey. <laughs> and, and, I you can know, understand that. I, and it was funny to me because that's what my father always thought. And my father taught me tons of things. But mm-hmm. when I accepted that my father was gone, it kind of, what it did was it took a nice weight off my chest. It took, a, it took weight. Yeah. And to know that. Like with me, I think death. When you when you when you have death, I think that life is a game, and when you die, you know that's you winning the game. Yeah. And 
And when you win the game, that's it. You know, you're not suffering no more. But the thing was is that my father would say, when I die, I'm going to be happy because I don't have to pay bills anymore. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> and and it, it breaks my heart to, to, to laugh about it and talk about it now. But the thing is that I know that soldiers, when they lose somebody, you know, they keep it to themselves, but it bothers them. And I feel like every, Definitely, uh, yeah. I feel like every soldier needs to, to be able to talk about mm-hmm. that loss or talk about the family members that passed. Cause you and, never know, somebody might be going through the same thing. And you can you help know? somebody. The same then why same reason why we're doing this um, podcast. Yeah. Because people people that do listen, if they're not even interested, but they do listen and they right. hear the things we say, you know, there there's there's one person out there that can be going through these five stages of grief and wants to come on and talk. Yeah. <clears throat> or or they'll start talking about it because they heard the five stages of grief and start reminiscing and or maybe they're on <laughs> maybe they're on step two or three. Yeah, and or they, four, or whatever. They just need yeah. some help getting through the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the reason why we had this open discussion today, today wasn't a really giant episode. It was an open discussion today, simply because. Um, Honestly, it's really been heavy on both of us. Yeah, you know what I mean, and, and I'm glad that we talked about it. And, For sure. And I, we use this outlet to to talk about soldiers and talk with soldiers and all that. I thought today was a little bit of you and me time. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm talking about anchor our and co-anchor time. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it's it's wild. You were talking about the bargaining, uh, the bargaining portion of the five stages. Yeah, um, I never knew that was a thing. No, the bargaining stage. Anyway. Oh, okay, okay. Because it's weird that you say that. Because two days after after my brother passed, I literally looked my mom dead in her face, and I said, "You lost the wrong son." Because he was such a he was such a good-hearted person, like he would literally give you the shirt off his back. Like it doesn't matter if he was working on his car, his house, whatever. If you need to help with something, he'd stop and do it. You know what I mean? Like just a genuinely good soul. You so know? You, you put yourself underneath your brother. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean that's my older brother. Well, no, man. of course. You know I mean that's my hero, dude. Yeah. Like I learned so much from him, not only in his wisdom but through his mistakes too. Oh, that's you know. And we talk about that a lot. We talk mm-hmm. about how you know. You learn more from bad leaders or bad people mm-hmm. than you do from good people. Exactly. But it's weird that you said that, though, because I never knew that was part of that. Well, that's good. At least now you know. And, yeah. you know, next person that goes through it, you know, yeah. we can help those people. Yeah. And, and like we said, we're not therapists. We're not. We're not. We're literally just pe- two guys who wanted to talk about problems. We're not afraid to talk about the problems. And, and that's know? and that's another big thing. We're not afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you guys know we have our rules. We know we stay set with those rules. Try to. Try to. Try but, to. <clears throat> the one thing that we will do is continue to open up for soldiers and give soldiers a platform to talk about. Yeah. Give people. And not just a, Or an outlet to vent or whatever. Because sometimes yeah. people just want to vent and make other people hear it. And here's the thing. When you vent and other people hear it, there's somebody else out there. There has to be. There's somebody else out there. Mm-hmm. Somebody else is feeling the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Just like what we talked about a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. People people have been coming to us because they listen to our podcast and they actually enjoy it. And they get it. They understand where yeah. we're coming from. Because they're at the same spot. Um, I think I think that obviously today's episode is not um, it's not a, a giant one. It's not an important one. Yeah. But, it's well, not really structured too it's, much. It's more of a discussion. It's more but. of a discussion. And, and I hope that our viewers understand that and mm-hmm. <laughs> don't ca- yeah. don't crucify us for it. Please don't. But I feel like we needed to open up a little bit more about how we think about things and so that you can see that, again, we're human. Everyone here is human. Yeah, that's um, true. 
but uh, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things that, like, I really don't think you understand it until you go through it. I think we talked about that in the depression, or the, yeah. the depression episode. Um, but it's one of those things that'll never stop. It's just, the load just gets lighter, you know? Yeah. But. And, and when we think about it, so if, if we, if I, if I could, right? So soldiers who, so service members who have lost somebody and still don't, can't find a way, or you know somebody that lost their way because of losing somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, don't, don't reach out to them, communicate with them, talk to them. Um, cause everybody, everybody reacts to things differently. Some are extreme, some are nonchalant. Mm-hmm. And I feel like where we are currently in our, in our current social climate whether it be civilian or military, I feel like right now, um, emotion, the, the emotional side and the mental side of soldiers or, or service members is so it, it's under it's underlooked at. We're yeah. we're not looking at it, and it's sweeping under the rug, really. It's swept under the rug. So, a soldier that just lost his father to come back to work and act as if nothing, everything's cool, and continue to put you know to produce the same amount that they did before. Mm-hmm. Is what's expected. It's radical, really, <laughs> and it's it's fallacy because it's not that's not how that works. No. You know what I'm saying? But that also, like that, also ties back into people just being human and, and understanding, or at least try to understand. Exactly. You know. And understanding, and understanding why, and understanding why we go through things, um, and why soldiers go through things or other people go through things. Right, we need to, we, as long as we understand. Or try, or at least try to understand. At least try and understand. And communicate that and be like, look, man, like, I don't know what you're going through because yeah. that's never happened to me. But, common space, I'm here for you. Yeah. Or there. this has happened to me so I can kind of relate to you. And, and, and relating to somebody is what we need. Exactly. We need people to start opening up about what they're mm-hmm. relating with because everybody needs help. Or, or sometimes it's not even that, man. Like, I mean, I've had I've had times where, you know, not only myself, but with friends of mine up here and, and back home where it's like, you don't, like, you, you want to be by yourself, but you also want to be with somebody. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, like, like I said, I've had times where I've just literally just sat and shared the silence with somebody, man. Yeah. And that's all it took. Just sitting there and be quiet. Just sitting there. Well, look, today's episode. I, I, I love today's episode. I'm, yeah, I think I think, I think there should be a part two to it. Honestly, where um, we go more in depth on the on the stages yeah. and what they cause and how to, honestly how to try to get out of it. Yeah, no, yeah, like a productive escape from it, not a self destructive one. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, um, as you guys know, this is extra duty, and um, yeah. we'll be here. <laughs> we'll be here. Um, this this is a Josh Maria signing out, and we got. Yeah. Dallas Hernandez, I'm off the net. So, um, as you guys know, uh, toxic leadership. <laughs> all right, God. all right. It's not needed for this episode. That's fair. But, but what is needed for this episode is that it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. You know? It's, it's, it is perfectly fine. It is. Well, but guys, we'll see you We're off later. the net, so <laughs> we'll see y'all.